What's up, beer drinkers? We got a great show for you again this week. This week's show, we give out medals. Yep, this is our third annual Cold Brew GABF Names Awards. So basically, I mean, for those of you who've been listening for a while, every year after the Great American Beer Fest announces their medal winners, we comb through the names and then we vote, we kind of rank our favorite names and we give them medals uh, for for the our favorite names, gold, silver, and bronze in the two categories of pop culture references and originality. So we hope you uh, enjoy it as much as we enjoy giving it. Uh, cold brew list this week, uh, stadium beer prices in the NFL uh, from the most expensive to the least expensive. And then during our drunken shenanigans, we talk about, of course, House of the Dragon, Episode 9, and all the stuff we thought about it. I know last week, 7 and 8, we kind of glossed through it, kind of, and I was really drunk, so I just kind of wanted to get done with it, because, man, that was a rough show for me, just to listen back to it, to get through it and to listen back. And then after we talk about House of the Dragon, I bring up the uh, Arizona Craft Beer Awards. They had their own Arizona Craft Beer had their own awards uh, for just uh, state beer. So we're going to go over those next week. And so that's about it. Uh, we, you know, we talk about, we go up on our tangents and we talk about a few other things. But for the most part, that is the bulk of the show. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and untapped and search Cold Brew Podcast. So without further ado, it's time for another Cold Brew. <laughs> Coming at you pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios, I am Greg, he is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. How you doing this week, man? Good. And don't forget, uh, we are also joined by our other co-host, my youngest daughter, that you might be able to hear right now. Oh, yeah. She's a little upset I didn't say what's up. I know. She's very, very distraught. <laughs> what was, her, uh, what was her, her show name again? Oh man, you're gonna make me look that up. Hold on. Something like that, yeah. Man, it was way down there. On my. Oh yeah, uh, she was the shrieking dreamer. That was her, really? Yeah. And your other daughter was the violent contender, and my daughter was the foolish conqueror. Why did that all sound wrong? I don't know. Hey, you sound like very distant now for some reason. This is this better? Oh yeah, there you go. That's all it right. right there. Um. All right. So what? What is it in? Shrieking what? Uh, shrieking dreamer. Well, yeah. So uh, she's been a night out with me. So uh, she's on the show. Okay. Uh, be grunting and uh, screeching in disapproval of everything I do. <laughs> All right, she'll chime in whenever she feels like. Pretty much. All right, well, let's get to the beers then, shall we? Sure. All right, so today I have in front of me from our good friends up in Flagstaff, Arizona. From Dark Sky Brewing Company, I have their Vortices. 
It's a hazy double IPA, 8.2% alcohol by volume, brewed and canned in Flagstaff, Arizona. And hold on, I found out which hops are in it. And they are Citra and Columbus. So without further ado, it's time, or <laughs> Papa. Ooh, that's a good one. And it comes in like a, a black aluminum can with a black label, so black on black. I like it already. What do you got? Hey, real quick, um, the Ultima uh, Maui Laui, yeah. those cans are all black. Like, well, the, the label is black, but now the actual can is black, the aluminum. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, nice. So be the new, uh, the new trend in uh, in can science. <laughs> Probably the, all, all they could, uh, all that was available, right? Yeah, I don't know. All right. Okay, I have from our friends. Uh, in Oakland, California, Federation Brewing. Mm-hmm. I have their last soul. Just one soul, huh? Well, yeah. And uh, it's S-O-L-E. So, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. They lost the and shoe. It's like a, it's like, yeah, it's like a shoe tread print on, on the mountains. Gotcha. It's his last soul. You'd like to hike into parts unknown until your boots fell apart for just a sip of this crisp malt forward lager with notes of honey and hay. There is no need since you're you're literally holding it in your hand right now. Wow, how they know. <laughs> so just remember, the sun sets in the west, and whatever you do, take care of your shoe. Well, that's that's right. word. All right, so 16 ounces, uh, 4.50% ABV, and 17 IBU. Made oh. in Oak Independent Craft Beer Company Federation. That's right. Then don't 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 cheap out on your shoes. Get some expensive shoes, especially if the they're your everyday wear, because your feet will thank you. Yeah, your feet will thank you. Your knees will thank you. Your hips will thank you. Your back will thank you. Let's <laughs> see at at our age. <laughs> it's all connected yes they are because what's it the knee bones connected to the hip bone I, I heard of a song about that once yeah all right so uh my beer this vortices man this is a good fucking beer dude this is like exactly what i like in my hazy ipas a lot of uh mango notes um a little bit of citrus uh, it's not green whatsoever which is good that's uh, a nice smooth uh finish and maybe a little bit of pineapple in there um it's it's really good <laughs> and it's got a heavy mouthfeel to it uh this is r- really up there as far as my own palate is concerned about uh hazy ipa so this is fabulous i only got one can of it from uh my buddy uh ian at ground control so i'm gonna have to go get some more before they run out did he say uh, would you like it in the can <laughs> I didn't see him when I picked it up. He was back in the kitchen. Yeah. I bought it online because, you know, they have that toast uh, uh, app. And so you can just buy the stuff online. It's waiting for you when you get there. Huh. Well, um, well, you were talking about your beer. I was drinking mine. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to sound beer ignorant here. Mm-hmm. But what's like the definition of a Hell's Lager? Cause this this is legit right here, homie. This is this is a nice one. This is what you what sure you're all about. 
if it's a beer or this specific style is just really really hitting with me hmm um it's a malt accented beer of course it just means pale in color as these beers are often golden german style hell's lager is a bit rounder or fuller bodied than a light lager and even all malt pilsners hell's lager beers offer a touch of sweetness that balance a measurable addition of spicy german hop flavor and light bitterness the malt character is soft and bready making it a terrific complement to light dishes such as salad or fresh shellfish like clams Clean and crisp, this is a refreshing beer with substance. Low levels of yeast produce sulfur aromas and flavors may be common. Alright. So there you go. But yeah, this is this is light, this is crisp, but still has some, some breadiness to it. I know um well the own label said uh honey and hay. I'm not sure if I'm gonna go on that limb yet. Uh but I'm not saying it can't go there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> To open up just a wee bit. All right. So uh, maybe that'll be uh, apparent when we rate our beers on Untapped later on during the show. So don't forget to follow us on Untapped. Search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us, and we'll friend you back. But right now, it's time for the beer news. And just like last week when I promised, we're going to give our third annual favorite names, our cold brew favorite names for the winners at the Great American Beer Festival. Uh, let's, see, let's see, should I start with the honorable mentions or should I just get to the the winners and then, then, then the honorable mentions? I do the winners first. All right, here we go. In the pop culture beer names, so these are names that uh, come from um, a popular, uh, what is it, like a saying or a name or whatever that everybody knows about in one facet or another. All right, so this year uh, for bronze, for the pop culture beer names, um, I gave it or we give it to Crispy Boys to Men. <laughs> They're uh, brewed by uh, Brew Carré Brewing Company out of New Orleans, Louisiana. And at the GABF, they got a silver um, in the other hoppy lager category. I thought they were from Motown Philly. <laughs> well, these are the crispy boys to me. Uh. Uh, let's see. And for um, next Back up, again. yeah, uh, for uh, Cold Brew Silver goes to Carlos Danger. <laughs> Do you remember Carlos Danger? Carlos Danger? Mm-hmm. I that, can't say that idea. That was the nickname or the pseudonym or the the fake name that uh, Anthony Weiner gave. Um, Wait, say that again, one more time. Remember Anthony Weiner? Anthony Weiner? Yeah. Oh, the uh, he's like a politician or like a, a mayor or something. Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll bring up the story right here. Uh, yeah, he was a former politician who served as the U.S. representative for New York's 9th Congressional District until his resignation in 2011. 
Uh, let me see here. Um, he was 16. An underage girl or something like that, right? A 21-year-old woman, but it, was, it wasn't it was his wife. Yeah. So anyway, that was one of his uh, um, fake names he gave was Carlos Danger. So oh, okay. I liked it. Um, see, that was brewed by Bearded Tank Brewing out of Stanton, California. And at the GABF, they won a silver in the American Cream Ale category. And finally, for gold uh, in the pop culture beer names, that's the cold brew gold. Uh, we gave it to Anheuser Kush, which is obviously a parody of Anheuser Busch. And that was brewed by Flatland Brewing Company out of Elk Grove, California. And they won a gold at the GABF in the Juicy or Hazy IPA category. A very, very coveted uh, category. Yep. And let's see I here. Like yeah, that's a good name. And then uh, in the original beer names category, uh, the cold brew original beer names category, uh, gold goes to Chanclaso. <laughs> <laughs> so those of you out there unfamiliar, a chancla is just like a sandal or a flip-flop. It's a uh, Spanish version. Now a chanclaso is, is like the, the weaponized uh, chancla. Well, I thought it'd be like the actual hit. It means you got hit with the chancla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I said weaponized, because you get hit by it. Either you oh. get smacked by it or it gets thrown at you. <laughs> oh, that's true. So, uh, yeah, chanclaso. Uh, that's brewed by Arrow Lodge Brewing Company out of Covina, California. And at the GABF, they want a bronze for their American Cream Ale. Hey, isn't like the, the... Remember that movie Coco? Yeah, movie. yeah, I remember that. There, there's a Jack Lasso in the opening scene, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. The, with the grandma. Yep. Uh, let's so, see yeah. here. It's not a myth, kids. <laughs> it's, real. it's for reals. And there's like, I've seen like social media posts where people uh, do crazy ones, like where the the mom. Uh, throws the the chancla like all the way down the street because the kid's running away from the mom and it, it hits the kid in the head. <laughs> oh yeah, totally fake but still funny. All right, uh, let's see here. Um, silver, cold brew silver goes to Seductive Mullet Amber Ale. I just like the name Seductive Mullet. Uh, that's brewed by Goose and the Monkey Brewing Company out of Lexington. Oh, no, excuse me. Goose and the Monkey Brew House out of Lexington, Kentucky. And they won a silver at the uh, GABF for their American Amber Lager. Yeah. I think the brewery name is actually better. <laughs> Goose and the Monkey, it is pretty good. Goose and the Monkey Brew House. And the last award is the. Yeah. Hey, if you can watch a. Go watch a show, <laughs> and they named a, a bunch of random animals in it, and Goose and Monkey came up. You'd be like, "Wait a minute, what did they do?" You know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's see here. And so the final award in the Cold Brew um, Awards this year, uh, bronze goes to Thickest Nibs, and that's thickest uh, with four C's. It's spelled with four C's. Thickest Nibs. <laughs> no shit, dude. That's what I say. And that's that's brewed by uh, Mosca Brewing Company out of Rockland, California. And at the GABF, they won a bronze for their chocolate beer. I just like the thick. I don't know what it is. It just 
draws me to it. So here are the honorable mentions. Most of them are, are pop culture <laughs> mentions. Yeah. Are you down with the thickness? <laughs> <laughs> Most of them are pop culture. Hey, yeah. Real quick, that that how do you say it? Mosca, Mosca, Mosca or Mosca? Mosca. Yeah. They're they're like cult status. You yeah. know, really quick. You know I, I've, I've heard of them. Yeah, I've heard of them all the way out here in Arizona, because they weren't popular when I left. Where, where are they out of again? They're like in the East Bay, right? Rockland. Oh, so Central Valley. Wow. Yeah. It was actually kind of hard to to find the original beer names, um, as far as like uh, a lot of these honorable mentions are going to be pop culture references. So uh, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven more. That I like to mention, um, hooked on Onyx, uh, which is you know uh, a, rare, a parody of uh, hooked on phonics. Uh, that's Ten Mile Brewing Company out of Signal Hill, oh. California. They won a gold for the American Black Ale or American Stout. Yeah, I thought they liked the group Onyx. <laughs> it could have been maybe. Well, uh, the Black Ale, so you know Onyx. That makes sense. Uh, let's see. Next is Black the Ripper. And that's from Rip Beer Company out of Huntington Beach, California. They won a bronze in the same category, American Black Ale or American Stout. And then again, we have another showing, honorable mention for uh, Territory Old Brewing Companies, Berry Berry Quite Contrary. I know I've mentioned them before as a uh, honorable mention. They're out of Springfield, Missouri. They won a gold for their American Fruit Beer. Uh, Pale from the Crypt. I think we mentioned them uh, last show. Uh, Liquid Gravity Brewing Company, San Luis Obispo. They won a bronze for their American-style pale ale. Big Bach Energy. Uh, Morgan Territory Brewing out of Tracy, California. They won a bronze for their Bach. Polar Bears Toenails from Precarious Beer Project out of Williamsburg, Virginia. Won a gold for Experimental Ale. Yeah, I like that uh, name, the, the Polar Bears Toenails. I wonder if they have another um, beer called The Other Side of the Pillow. You know, for the cool ass. Maybe they have a cool ass series. And then uh, Nose Goblin. Also got honorable mention. I think they won last year, right? If I'm not mistaken. Um, let me see here. No, they did not. Well, I mean, they, they won as far as they, they won a uh, a medal last year. But they didn't win in our our medals. Um, Nose Goblin is from uh, Ghost Town Brewing out of Oakland, California. And they won a goal for the Imperial IPA. Three more here. Uh, bear with me. The next one, is, honorable mention, is All Right, All Right, All Right by Roadmap Brewing Company. I know I didn't say that correctly, but I didn't say it like uh, McConaughey. Uh, Roadmap is out of San Antonio, Texas, and they won gold in the international style Pilsner. Uh, next one is Luminous Beans. Out of Y Hill Brewing Company, Raleigh, North Carolina. They won a gold for their juicy or hazy pale ale. I put this out there because I remember in Empire Strikes Back when Luke was on Dagobah and he and uh, Yoda were, uh, I don't know, mid, mid training. And uh, Yoda, uh, like, uh, I think he, he pokes him with his little cane or maybe he grabs him. He's all, and he tells them, luminous beans we are, not this crude flesh. But that's why, uh, it reminds me of that. So that's where, I, that, that's where I got it from. And that's why I liked it. Yoda beer. Got it. The Yoda beer, yeah. <laughs> and finally, we mentioned it last uh, week, full malted jacket. 
from Beachwood Brewing Company out of Huntington Beach, California, and they won a gold with that one for their Scotch Ale. So that is your Cold Brew Podcast GABF name winners. Dun, 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 dun. Thank you for everyone for participating. Yes, <laughs> unknowingly participating, yes. So you know what time it is? I think I do. Time for everyone's favorite segment on Cold Brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the Cold Brew List. As we As proceed, we proceed we to oh. give you what give you, you need. need. So let me ask you this. Hmm. Uh, have you uh, been able to catch a football game live this year? I have not. Well, I have a list for 2022 uh, beer prices at every stadium. Hmm, all right. So should I go top to bottom or bottom to top? Uh, bottom to top. Bottom to top? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, the thing about this list is I want to call shenanigans already because I know what I'm reading for Levi Stadium. Back. Unless mm. like you buy, I guess maybe like a domestic a bottle of beer at, like you know like at a stand mm. versus like a, a premium beer mm-hmm. okay you know what I'm saying? yeah 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 all right but i'm going from top to bottom yes so number one the most expensive beer in the league well i said bottom to top but i think yeah i think top to bottom is better that way we know what what the best value is Right. Yeah. So, yeah, stay away from this uh, stadium, folks, if you can help it. Well, that would be the stadium of the Washington Commander. Oh, really? That's surprising. Because to wet your whistle there, you're looking at $14. That fucking Snyder, dude. I know. Shiesty. He, he's, he's, uh, he's making waves. <laughs> he's being making investigated. Waves. Yeah, not in a good way. Getting called out. Threatening people. And he's like, fuck it, I'm charging $14 a beer. Yeah. Pay for but legal expenses. He's telling the league that. He's telling me he's only charging eight. <laughs> that should be, that's the real crime right there. Yeah. All right, next. Um, one, two, three, four. Four stadiums are tied for next at eleven fifty a beer. Hmm. Which four? No. One of these things is not like the other. How do you mean? Well, the teams are respectively the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. The New Orleans Saints. The San Francisco 49ers. Hmm. The Jacksonville Jaguar. All right. So which one is not like the other? Jacksonville. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) They're just one play away, man. They're one play away. They won't play away five years ago. <laughs> hey, they actually made it to the uh, the AFC Championship game one, one year, right? Yeah. yeah. They, they blew it. They were up like by like 20 over the, uh, the Patriots. Right. Okay. That's right. All right. Next. Uh, shoot. The next. This is going to be quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven stadiums. Are charging eleven dollars, so a whole fifty cents less. 
Not bad. Or three dollars. Yeah. But it's the uh, the Rams and the Chargers, the Bills, the Dolphins, uh, the Giants, the Bears, and the Eagles. Yeah. See, th- these are all big money stadiums. So, or, I mean, what do I want to say? Uh, uh, big city stadiums. Big markets, yes. Yeah, big markets. So you figure they charge more, but maybe they're making it up by volume. I don't know. You don't. That's why you don't work for them. <laughs> All right, then. Next. Went on down the list. Like yeah. I said, we're going quickly. At 10.50 a beer, one, two, three, four stadiums would be the Patriots, the Seahawks, the Panthers, and the Titans. Oh, okay. Right. Right on. I still haven't heard Cardinals yet. Maybe I should get to a game soon. Possibly. So then, alone in the position of $10 a beer is the Minnesota Vikings. Hmm, all right. And then at $9.50 is the Packers and the Cowboys. Oh, okay. Now, I could see, like, Minnesota and the Packers, because, you know, in the Midwest right there, mm-hmm. uh, beer's, beer's life out there. Yes. More so than any other part of the world. <laughs> they are they they gravitate towards yeah. beer up in Wisconsin. Yes. So here's one that's really gonna flip your shit. <laughs> Alright. Beer at nine twenty nine. Nine twenty They hit discount beer. Nine dollars and twenty nine cents burning a hole in your pocket. <laughs> no, it, it sounds like your daughter. Um, has nine dollars and twenty nine cents burning a hole in her pocket. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Nice. You buy Uncle uh, Greg a beer? You buy- oh yes, she said yes. That was a yes. Yeah. Nice. Oh, so, next round. Yes, sir. Next next round's on her. But this is the price at the home field of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. Yeah, she said wow. Alright, moving on. Uh, $9 is the price at the Las Vegas Raider games. I got that. Wow. I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. You know, and, and going back to the uh, the SoFi, you figure with a stadium like that, they'd be charging premium. I'm thinking this is like the Bud Light aluminum cans. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you want anything else on draft or, or uh, a, a non, I'm sorry, AB InBev product, you're paying a lot more. I know you pay a lot more. Yeah, but well, I mean, like, I, I know you don't. You usually do all your drinking in at, at the tailgates, right? Um, what do what do you average? You know, you may maybe buy one or two in the stadium. Average what, like, uh, fifteen, twenty bucks? Yeah, about that. Like, I remember the first game, the opener. I, uh, I I bought like a premium beer in the souvenir cup, so that was that was over twenty bucks. Oh, okay. You you and wanted I for. Stupid. <laughs> and you forgot the cups? Oh man. Yeah. That's funny. You're too drunk to remember the cups. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. All right. So moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Arrowhead. They st- they charge eight fifty. Wow. All right. They probably have Bush Light over there though. They were talking probably. about the Midwest. 
Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, the sheep. <laughs> this is great. Love the sound effects. <laughs> um, wait, wait, hold on. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts, uh, they charge $8. Wow, man. These get, keep getting sounding better and better. Like, we got to do a road trip. I know. Well, then the Denver Broncos charge seven fifty. Damn. That's because birds shit in your beer. There. <laughs> I thought you, Did you hear about that? No, what happened? I didn't hear there's, about there's that. There's a section of the stadium where, like, like birds are roosting in the overhang. Uh-huh. And the little shit on the, the fans below them. Aw, oh, man. Fucking ownership's like, got to do something about that. They, they bring, like, uh, like, little plastic, like, covers to cover their beer so they get shit in their beer. Like, like shower caps or something? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, they basically look like little shower caps over the tops of their beer. Man, dude, ownership's got to do something about that. That's some bullshit right there. They just got some yeah. new owners. You figured they'd throw some money around. I know, right? Terrible. <laughs> the Walmart brand shit guards. <laughs> All right, then. Never heard of those. All right. So here we go. Uh-oh. She all right? No, she's tired. Oh, she, okay. she's, fighting. she's fighting it, yeah. Your Arizona Cardinals charge 650 a beer i'm calling bullshit on that oh the eight ounce beer or what i know right little souvenir cup fucking or taster little uh i don't know what do we call like a not a real thing a dixie cup promotional cup <clears throat> promotional cup <laughs> I, I it's like four ounces of beer what the hell it's gotta be Someone invited me to the uh, the Eagles game the other day, and I was like, eh. They invited me, like, before the season started. I'm like, I don't want to go see the Eagles. I didn't think the Eagles were going to be that good. So I turned it down, so then I didn't get to go, but maybe I should have. It would have been uh, it would have been a good game, because I would have finally got to see the Cardinals lose. And this, every time I've gone, they they beat our Niners, so. <laughs> it sounded like... It said stupid, and, and, then, yeah. and then the dolphin sound, and like it was laughing at me for a, yeah. watching a, a losing team every single time. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you were thinking or what. I get it because, like, planning that far out kind of is a uh, could get tricky sometimes, yeah, but like, uh. Yeah, it would have been cool just to to witness an event, you know. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm sorry. That was the Cardinals. I made a big deal, but uh, also at 6:50 is Cleveland and Baltimore. Oh wow! Okay. And then for six dollars is the Houston Texans. Oh wow! Okay. Hey, they're trying to. (laughs) They're just trying to get people to come out, man. At those prices. Six bucks ain't bad, man. Even if it's a Bud Light or, you know, whatever, a Bush Light, at least it's six bucks. You know, you go to the other states, what, like 14 bucks for for American Light Lager? Yeah. Fuck that noise. Six bucks is less than half. So I, I'm assuming the, 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 the two beer purchase is uh, universal throughout the stadiums, right? Uh, two at a time? Probably, yeah. So yeah, so 
Anytime you could go up, get two beers, give them a 20 and get changed, that's not a bad deal, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, although my daughter doesn't think so. No. She's a... She's whining. All right, finishing up. Uh, you know, we thought Pittsburgh had a weird price, but the Bengals... They're charging five twenty-seven a beer. Five twenty-seven? What the hell? They, they must be doing tax. Yeah, you know, I was, I was just that thought just occurred to me. They, they put at those prices, they add tax, and then, or, or do you think they, they put at a lower price and they, they have to charge tax instead of uh, uh, including tax in the overall price? Yeah, I mean, yeah, tax is paid either way. But right. what I'm saying is. Yeah, they, uh, they 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 make it a point to have tax separate from their markup roundup, whatever. Oh yeah, okay, I get it. So that's that's five twenty seven. Then finishing up at five dollars a beer is the New York Jets, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Detroit Lions. See the Jets and the, and the Lions, I can get trying to get in the stadium. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess. The Falcons haven't been good in the last couple of years, but out of those three teams, they were the last one to, to make it to the playoff or to the Super Bowl. Fuck them. Let them on the playoff. I mean, well, I know Atlanta started with the whole like cheap and almost like you get free food with your ticket. The, the Niners do that now, too, to an extent. It's not the full menu, but like I could get a free hot dog at a game. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right. When they started that that new st- when they had the new stadium, the Mercedes Benz Stadium. Yeah. The one with the the cool opening sphincter roof. Yeah. Now, now here's something I was gonna point out too is uh, you know the um the, the Jets and the Giants are are shared for a shared for facility, and uh, Jets beers are like half price compared to Giants beers. Oh yeah, yeah. You, that's a good point. But, but the the Rams and the Chargers are the same. Which the same. In all aspects, it, it should be, you know. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Yeah, they should be all the same. They should and, and that's the, the thing. If, and that's the thing. If the Rams didn't share with the Chargers, I bet their beers would be more. You know. Oh, so they had to dumb it down for the Chargers, and the Chargers had to raise it up for the Rams. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, that, that's my. I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, I would say dumb it down, but that's just my initial thought about that. You yeah. know, educated guess. At the same time, why not? Because that stadium is open twice as much as any other stadium, you know, except yeah. for Met. Right. And vice versa. So, so why not have a... Why not have no, a... operating cost is operating cost, you know. Yeah. Open day is open day. And, but there's also, you know, you have to consider like uh, um, season ticket holders, you know, your your income coming in, how many people you want to bring in the, the stadium. All right, man. Great list as always. Um, you, our fans know that we are in a, uh, fans of the NFL, and uh, I mean it matters to us. Beer prices at stadiums. So, um, speaking of beer, how's your beer treating you? Good. Almost gone. Nice. Yeah, mine. Mine is almost too. Um, so we're gonna rate our beers right now on Untapped. So, you had. I remember this time. It was the Hell's, right? It was from Lost Soul. Lost Soul from was it? I forgot the uh, the brewery though. 
the Federation or Federation. Okay. Let's see here. Lost Soul. And it's, oh yeah, I hear third one down. Federation Brewing Company. 5.4 ABV. Um, what do you want to... Uh, none of our friends have rated it. And really, it does not have a rating yet. So it doesn't... It doesn't have any check-ins yet. We're going to be the first chicken. Very nice. So you, you set the bar high. <laughs> yeah, I'm making this one a four. Oh, they don't have a six. I can't go past. Maybe if I was a premium member, we could... <laughs> we could go past it. No, I'm just fucking with you. All right, four. That's that's really good. Well, um, what are your thoughts on this beer? Oh, it's it's smooth, smooth, malty and crisp. Malty, it's smooth and crisp, huh? Hmm. Save and check it. And let's see here. So I had by. Dark Sky Brewing, their Vortices, which is a double hazy IPA. This one's good, man. I I really enjoy this beer. I, I got to go get some more of this. I'm going to give this a, a 4.5. 4.5. So here, let me see here. Um, V-O-R-T-I-C-E-S search. Oh, there it is. Coming up. Oh, it's an overall rating of 4.08. None of our friends have rated it. Um, this only has 111 check-ins. We're going to be 112. Ooh, where the players dwell. But you already know that, right? right. I'm going to say smooth. Um, mango. E. And. Um, heavy. Eh, I want to say heavy. Uh, full. Full. Full is better. Heavy makes it sound like it's going to sit in your gut for a while, like a gut bomb or something. Full just makes it sound like it's 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 occupying every single space it can get in your mouth. Whoa. That's hey, crazy. now. Oh, man. We got a bunch of badges. I mean, like we're a uh, level 67 land of the free. So that's cool. All right. Um... So let's uh let's transition over to the House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon, episode ten. I mean episode nine. There's there's ten total, so there's only one more, and then we're done. In this season, yeah. In this season, right? Yeah. Didn't they say there's gonna be four seasons, right? Or George R. R. Martin said there's there's enough material for four seasons. That's what he said. Showrunners, they're probably gonna try to stretch it out as long as they can because they want to make money. No, I, I think the, the target was four. Here's the thing, though. They said because they uh, like the George R.R. Martin timeline, because uh-huh. uh, they time jumped so much in the, the this episode or this uh, season, season. Yeah. That don't be surprised if it's three. Okay. And you know what? I'm, I'm fine with that, man. As long as you tell the story like with good quality throughout. Like, who cares how long it is, as long as it's good. Right. You look at something like, uh, was it Breaking Bad's only five seasons, but it's considered like one of the best shows of all time? I thought it was more than five, but what do I know? Yeah, five, maybe six at the most. It, it's it's not a lot. It really isn't. Right. But AMC does that thing, too, where they break seasons as well. Mm-hmm. They, or they just, you know, they have 
like the the last season of Better Call Saul, they they like took all of July off. I believe it was and, like uh, a four week break. What's the uh, the Wire was only like about six seasons too. The Wire was five. Was it five? See, that, that's what I'm saying. Like it's kind of like those uh, novelas. You know, the Spanish they know what to do, man. The Spanish uh, speaking novelas, they have a story. They tell the story, done. They move on to the next one. Right, and yeah. and the fact that the the dance. Okay, so House of the Dragon is based on the story uh, in the uh, in the history of of Westeros timeline that that they was called the event was called the Dance of the Dragons, mm-hmm. and that whole uh, episode, if you will, or not episode, but that whole situation the dance of the dragons that it was a family civil war that probably lasted like three years mm-hmm. once it started so gotcha. yeah with that said i mean because you know as it goes on you know people die so you, you gotta you, you gotta do that so eventually you know the fun in fact i don't know if we go off air do you want to know what happens or no uh no don't tell me even though it's out there and I can probably find it for myself, but, but, but what you're saying is like, so season one is leading up to the civil war and then maybe the next three seasons are each year of the civil war could be. Right. Okay. Right. But, but it gets crazy towards the end because you know, you get desperate to win. Yeah. Everybody dies. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm just, it's George Martin. Yes. Um, so this episode, um, happens right right after Viserys' death and I was at first I was surprised but then like ah maybe I shouldn't have been so surprised but they took a while to tell everyone that Viserys died they had to like you know make sure you know everyone knew in the right order in fact it seemed like they put everyone all the servants that knew they put them in jail right right just so they wouldn't tell anyone or do you think they're eventually going to kill him um I think just so they wouldn't tell anyone. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was hoping. Because, I mean, that just seems kind of fucking fucked up. Just because you know the king died. It's not like you killed him. But, you know, that's the thing. It's, um, well, at, at, in season nine, remember when um, Rainey's is sneaking out and that whole building is on fire? But they're not sure if that was a servant's quarters or uh, um, one of the white worm brothels. Oh, you mean, yeah, yeah, in uh, episode nine, not season nine. Episode nine. I'm sorry. Um, but they uh, uh, so they call a small count Sir Otto and um, Queen Allison. They have the small council, and they talk about um, the Green Council. The Green Council, yeah. They talk about who should be next in line. Um, Queen Allison said, "Oh, the you know the king told me it should be Aegon because you know he told me uh, um, before on his deathbed he he told me that's and that's, but we know like he didn't know." Viserys did not know that Allison was Allison. He thought it was Rhaenyra, right? And then also, he wasn't talking about his his grandson or his son Aegon. He was talking about Aegon the Conqueror, the prince that was promised. Oh, really? I thought I thought maybe he might be referring to Rhaenyra's Aegon because she named her son Aegon too, right? One of her sons. Right. The right. one, the one she had with uh, Damon. Either way, it was he was not talking about Alice. He wasn't talking about his son. Right. And then, uh, shit. During the small council, Sir Kristen kills one of the fucking lords. 
Um, but <laughs> it kills him on his own little fucking marble. Uh, which I still don't understand those marbles on the table. Like, is that like saying that you're there? Because Sir Otto was holding his until he put it down and then it became official. Like everything he said was off the record until he put it, his marble on his disc. Yeah, that I, I'm not sure what the actual significance is that because, mm-hmm. um, well, as, as you've seen all the Game of Thrones, they didn't have that that facet of the small council for them. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. That could have been lost like a, a tradition that was lost. That's the way I took it. There you go. Uh, let's see here. And then, um, so, Greg, yeah, <laughs> it was lost because people could die doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, dude. Yeah. You get killed by your own fucking marble. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they, they decided in the small council, Aegon was, uh, Allison's son was going to be the next king. And then now it's like, oh, where's he at? <laughs> and they got to go fucking find him. They're all yeah. going to whorehouses and everything because he's a known debaucherer. Is that a good? Is that a uh, proper term, debaucherer? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, he loves he he just likes to get down, man. I don't think you know the men, women, animals. I think he's he's into it all, right? Isn't that like kind of what they they lead us to believe? I don't know about men. Okay. Oh, he maybe he's a, a sadist or something. Where are you getting that? I don't know, no, man, because because they just say it like when they go visit the whorehouse, so like he, uh, the madam's like, hey, you might want to try something a little bit more skeevy than our place. Right. Well, he was in underground fighting pits with children. I mean, oh, that's right. Oh, you know what? And he was like there. Uh, that's right. Like one of the nerd channels was um, saying that he might have been breeding his own kids to be in those fighting pits. Right. Well, I don't know about breeding his kids, but no, 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 no. I mean, like, like, like getting prostitutes and and siring bastards so he can have his own like uh, little army of fighting kids. Oh, I don't know about going that far, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Ch- check out one of. Them. I'll send you the link. Like, there, there's a, a. It's a good argument. I, I'm not saying that that that's what's happening, but I'm like, oh, that that could be because they showed a couple of uh, uh, white-haired kids in the crowd. At least one for sure. Well, mm-hmm. the those twins uh, called it up, or the yeah. twin called it. So they they finally found him, right? Um, and then who meets with the white worm? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a, that's the funny thing is, uh, <laughs> they find him at church. The last place they would look, right? <laughs> oh yeah, in the in the like the underneath the the altar, right? Or whatever that know, thing is. Altar, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I I don't know too much about the. Uh, the church in in the the church of the seven kingdom or seven gods or whatever but uh they find him in like in, in the i thought it was an altar maybe it's like a a sacramental um podium or something but they pull him out and like what the fuck he's hiding why is he even hiding why do, why was did they even explain why he was hiding it's a tabernacle uh, no they didn't, they didn't explain that <laughs> tabernacle anyway I, you know, I may, maybe he just didn't. Maybe he heard he was going to be king. He didn't want to be king. It didn't seem like he. Was, he seemed reluctant until he actually got up on the stage, and heard like the applauses and everything. And then like he kind of like felt the rush of power, right? I think so too. I think yeah. As soon as well, when when going to his coronation, when when his mom uh, presented him the dagger, like that's when his attitude changed. It seemed like yeah, he he kind of seemed 
a little bit like, ooh, maybe this is better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, so, you know, then then we I'm going to fast forward to the uh, to final scene. Um, now, a lot's been said in the on the nerd channels uh, about the um, Rainies came out of the the floor of uh, the coronation chamber, for lack of a better term, um, with her dragon. And it did not happen in the books, um, but they put it because uh, they thought it would be a good visual um, in the in the show. Um, she didn't kill anybody. She didn't. She could have ended it right there. She could have killed like all the greens, right? All the high towers right there, and it would have been done. But even if they did that, like who would be the next, right? Would it be Rhaenyra? Would it revert back to Rhaenyra, or would she be able, be able to reclaim her? She, her alleged rightful uh, heir to the throne. Would Rhaenys be the queen after that? I don't know. But but uh, she didn't. She didn't call Dracarys, and then she uh, she flew off in her dragon. Right. But that was, you know the the whole show was actually pretty uh, pretty tame, pretty mundane. It, like it lost my interest a couple times because there wasn't a lot, a lot of action, but a lot of filler, just a lot of uh, let's get to the the next uh, um, the next episode. Let's let's end this on a cliffhanger because episode ten's got to be a great cliffhanger um, as far as I would. I would guess. Oh yeah, yeah. The fact too, it's kind of like, what, what type of cliffhanger is gonna be? Right, and I'm I'm looking through this. Um, the the writer for episode ten is uh, Ryan Condal. He wrote uh, episode. He was credited for writing episode two. Now I know they have a team of writers, and I don't know how they decide who's gonna be. Um, listed as the top writer for the show or the 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 writer for the show but apparently he uh he wrote episode two and one and two actually he wrote one so he's credited for writing one two and ten um one and two are pretty good i gotta say one and two were, were good i know the uh the last episode episode nine uh was written by sarah hess and she also wrote episode six and there were some criticisms of her episodes. Um, I don't know. I thought they were good. I thought they were fine. I, I just think people are trying to nitpick a little bit too much. Word. No, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's, um, you know, and I'm sure it's like this with every fandom, but like sometimes the, the criticism gets too harsh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so too. It's it's easy to, to do it online these days because no, you're not held accountable, and no one knows who you really are. Right. Well, you know, well, you know, the the people who do it for a living, we know who they are. But like I'm talking about, like so on social media, and you can go to the toxic fans of the MCU and stuff like that come to mind um, when you say that. So I don't know. I like it. I'm entertained. Can't wait for the next one. The uh, um. The thing I wanted to ask you though is, we didn't see like Damon or Rhaenyra or any or the strong bastards at all in or any of their family in this one, right? I don't remember seeing them at all. Right. Okay. And that was done. That was purpose purposefully done, right? Right. I mean, they're, the, they're probably the in Dragonstone. Yeah, just the the whole matter of factly how, you know, they had their little dinner with the fallout, and then, um, mm -hmm. you know, the the um. 
they're just showing are you or just reinforcing that the uh the okay so the dance of the dragons too so i don't offend anyone it's called the blacks versus the greens mm. and that was based on the uh the color dresses the the women involved like to wear mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> rhaenyra being black and allison being green so that's it the blacks were at <laughs> dragonstone <laughs> Okay, the blacks are at Dragonstone. The greens were uh, at the Red Keep or the Red Keep, right? Is that what it's called? Um, King's Landing. Let's just say King's yeah, Landing. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Red Keep. Yeah, yeah, it is a Red Keep. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this is. I yeah. mean, really, yeah. really getting the, good. I I really the, like Rainies. Yeah, go ahead. The, the third king of the Targaryen dynasty, uh, Melgor the Cruel, was the one that built the Red Keep. Okay. And he built the secret passageways, and he had the the builders killed after he built. They built them so no one knew how how to how how they went. Oh, okay. And you yeah. figure like as as a kid, Rhaenyra probably ex- explored a lot of them, and once you found out, they were gone. They were ghosts. They they might have been gone even before. Wait, say that again. I said uh, the whole thing, like when Rhaenyra was a kid. Yeah. So like. I figured, like, since Rhaenyra grew up there, she was a kid, she probably explored a lot of them, and so she was able to get out of there, like, you know, as soon as she found out the king was dead, she's like, oh, we're, we're, we're in trouble, we gotta get out. Maybe even before, maybe, like, after that whole brush-up, she's like, I don't want to be here anymore, I just want to get home, or, you know, get to where my kids are safe, you know, being a mom. So she might have been yeah. ghosts, like, like, even before they found out the king's dead. Oh yeah, no, no. She she definitely left that night before the king died. She, oh, okay. she said it. All right. And then, to remember, she she was told about the secret passages from her uncle. Remember the infamous right? And that he took her out. Uh huh. I remember that. Yeah. Remember he gave her the map with the clothes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So she knew how to get out at least one one passageway. Well, she found one passageway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, there's probably multiple passageways, but she found one of them at least so she didn't really get out <laughs> i don't know i'm guessing this is this is just my, my my own machinations uh very good um one more thing i'd like to add before we get out of here the uh arizona craft brewers guild held their uh what i thought i think is their first annual uh arizona craft beer awards um now, I don't want to take credit for it, but I think on this show multiple times I've asked, like, you know, we should have our own, you know, awards as far as like the, the festivals go, not overall, like for the whole year. Um, I don't want to take credit for the Arizona Craft Beer uh, Awards, but I'm going to take credit for the Craft Beer. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But but I like to think like, you know, maybe I my own vibes and my own uh, uh, questioning maybe through um Maybe threw it out in, in the universe that it should happen. So they, they had their first annual um they had the first annual craft beer awards, Arizona Craft Beer Awards. And let's see here. I'm not gonna go through all of them. Maybe I'll go through all of them next uh next episode or yeah, in our next episode. The uh the thing I like to say is is I think it's great um as far as you know, just to be able to uh promote the breweries in the state and 
they have the I, I didn't get to go I actually asked for media passes and they they obliged they said here just email this person they'll get you some but I knew I wasn't going to be able to go uh, today um, I'll, maybe I'll be able to go next year I did see a lot of um, posts online from uh, our beer uh, contacts here in Arizona um, I'm not the one thing I, I, I have to the, the only negative thing I have to say is I don't like the metals themselves they look like the, the 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 silhouette of the state of Arizona, with a, like a beer handle um, attached to it. But the my my one, which is fine. I mean, it looks cool. My, my critique is they all look the same. I didn't see a dip a difference between first, second, or third place. I'm not saying they have to do gold, silver, bronze, but it they 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 just look very uh, similar. So. I don't know. I mean, I, I think they should differentiate differentiate first, second, and third. Maybe by size, maybe by maybe by color. They don't have to actually have real gold or real silver, real bronze, but I they should be different. And then then the lanyards are are like a a black and red uh, checker, you know, like a flannel. So anyway, so those are my my only critiques, um, but happy for all of those uh who won i um i know uh some of uh, the people that we've had on the show like uh, uh ph phx beer company they won um who else uh greenwood she won a couple of them Meg, uh, megan over there out there in uh phoenix uh also uh our friend i saw our friend rachel um beerkowski she was on the stage uh bone bonehouse won uh uh a medal and so yeah and then my friend will at ad astra um he won for the wood barrel age he won a gold and a bronze he won first and third in one category in one fucking category that guy knows how to brew fucking big beers man and that's what he wants that's what he set out to do it, it, he even told me as much he wanted his place to to set out and brew like uh the beers that people trade for so maybe this is a start maybe this is like his affirmation that he's going in the right direction of, of where he wants his brewery to be so yeah man good good for all those guys out there and <laughs> also um we talked about uh rent house brewing you know they won a, a gold for their spellbinder well they only won a bronze uh in the in the arizona craft beer world they only won a bronze for their beer so anyway i'll, I'll go i'll go over them more next week but uh yeah um i'm really glad the uh arizona craft beer, uh, brewers guild um, took the next step into promoting their own uh, state's beer. Because an award ceremony, like, this is the first one, and then they'll do second, third, and then they'll start getting out there, and people will start paying attention a little bit more to Arizona. So um, that's why I'm a big uh, um, uh, proponent of, uh, of awards, just because to get the, the, the names of the people out there. I know the also-rans might feel a little butthurt, you know, but, dude, I've been an also-ran my whole life. So I know how they feel. Okay. All right, man. Anything else you'd like to add to this episode? Hey, real quick, you know how we mentioned before uh, Bill Simmons and rewatchables? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, well, I, I, I like that. But here's the thing. Sometimes I don't listen to it when they, they talk about a movie I never saw. Yeah, like uh, they did so, perfect the other day. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't listen. Right. So with that said, they, they it's been a while actually too since they played a, a, or 
reviewed a movie I actually saw. Mm-hmm. So they did one, so I was able to listen to it. But uh, Pineapple Express. Yeah. Okay, so they broke it down, and I remember that movie, but it's on Netflix, so I put it on today. And I didn't get to finish it because I had my daughters, but dude, that movie's great. Oh, I, lo- I love that movie, man. So underrated. And the thing is, legit, I think I've only seen it the one time I saw it in the theater. Okay, all right. So, shout out, and yeah, if anyone's looking for something to do to kill time, Pineapple Express. <laughs> it's such a great movie, man. With, with Dale Denton, right? Um, I think his name's uh, Seth Rogen. <laughs> Excuse me, pardon me. Yes, yeah, so cool. Um, I love that movie, man. Uh, yeah, there's 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 just so much going on with uh with all the characters. They're so great. Right. Very good. Um, I haven't seen that movie in a while, but I've seen it like three or four times, so I, I know I know it pretty well. Um, and I, I, you know, I started listening to, uh, Pineapple Express, but then I started, uh, I've been, uh, I've been, uh, so I've been uh, betting a little bit more, not, not a lot, like 10, uh, five, $10 a week on NFL games. So I've been listening to more, like, it's not a lot. Like I said, I'm, I'm an also ran, so I, I don't have a lot of money to spend. So, um, I've been listening to more betting podcasts. So I, I, you know, I put that one on the back burner and I'll probably uh, listen to it this com- upcoming week, but I do want to listen to the Pineapple Express podcast on the rewatchables. Very good. All right, so thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew podcast. I am Greg, he is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time.